A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Matt Wyke. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Jeff. How are you? I'm well. Uh, pretty pretty interesting Arnold Classic. Um, I was entertained a lot more than I thought I would be for numerous reasons, um, one of which we didn't even talk about in our little intro here, the RX muscle <laughs> uh, muscular development kind of quarrel that didn't even come up in our pre-show but we'll have to oh kind yeah of, we didn't even talk about yeah that. we'll have to touch on that a little bit um maybe we'll, we'll do it along with our our discussion of the stellar commentary um so yeah the, the arnold classic honestly going into it i was this is the least i've been excited for a arnold classic since i the first arnold classic i watched um hands down just because you know in, in, until I started like doing research for the article I did before the show and um, you know having to think about it, it really was like in the back of my mind I didn't really care, which is very very different like not uh, very unusual for me. I'm usually stoked for these shows and uh, I just I found myself during the show actually really enjoying it and it ended up being a great show. Um, one, I would say because of David Henry, I just think David Henry, when he came out and prejudging, I mean, I was literally like doing a, like the, I don't know. I was sitting at my computer, like making audible noises at the screen, you know, like, <laughs> Oh my God, what the fuck? And like, I've watched a lot of bodybuilding shows and I know what the bodybuilders look like. And some of those back shots he, he was hitting and stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know that I've ever seen detail like that in my, like, it was like flex. He had like the back foot flex wheeler used to get where he had like the lines from, from top to bottom, like these fans going across. And I just looked, I was like, this is unbelievable. I brought my wife in the room. I'm like, Courtney, watch this. This guy is fucking peeled. I cannot believe this shit. I, I thought he should have won, but Ashkenani's great. And I predicted Ashkenani to win, but I, I thought David Henry made the 212 very exciting. And the 212 itself is exciting. Because these guys actually talk shit and, and they're not afraid to mix it up. Uh, but And then the open you had, you know, which we'll get into as well, Cedric McMillan kind of took a very kind of mellow, underwhelming lineup and, and made it a great show. One of the most memorable Arnolds we'll have, despite not having a lot of competitors, which is a, a key component to what, you know, Cedric McMillan is capable of, not only on stage, but off stage. But um, you and I... You brought up the fact last show in our preview that it was going to be Flex Wheeler and Kai Green on the commentary. 
And right. I, li- I mean, honestly, I'm a fool because <laughs> there's a little bit of me going into the show that thought that might be cool. Like Kai Green doesn't do the Olympia anymore. He's kind of like he's loosened up a little bit. Give him a chance. Like he made that that video with Weinberger kind of refuting him. Like maybe he's changed. Maybe he'll actually get into like look at the hamstring, how it doesn't matter. Like it, it'll actually be good, right? Because it's possible. Uh, like you and I said, if you if you if you had a Kai Green commentary and confidence in private where he said what he really wanted to say, it would be the best commentary you ever heard. But of course, it's Kai Green, so he has to put on a, his act. And it was so bad. I mean, I I, I just and then Flex Wheeler. I, I kind of I, I underestimated how bad Flex Wheeler can be. Obviously, on a, on a on a uh, on a pot, on a webcast because I didn't think I didn't think Flex would be too bad because Flex is Flex. You know, not, I don't really at no point does he really annoy me when he speaks like like High Green does. He's just kind of a I just thought Flex would be and then Flex almost seemed like. It, didn't it sound like Flex would sit down at the at like the desk and then go do like go get a cup of coffee and then come back and then like I go talk go bullshit with someone then come back? It was like I, I don't know where Flex was like half existent and then Kai was just it's like it's like Kai was I don't know afraid to say anything. You just got wow oh wow nice man look at that. Yeah. Oh, and they like repeat their name. Oh, Dallas McCarver. Dallas McCarver. Big country. It's like he didn't say anything. It was so. It was so painful. Oh, I'll tell you what. It for me, it started with the pre-show, and when they had Jay Cutler there, and you know everybody else being interviewed, and and then Flex was kind of like you know. So Kai, everybody wants to know. Like, when are you stepping on stage again? Are you competing? Are you coming back to the Olympia? What are you doing? And Kai just, like, completely danced around the question. Like, any question that was asked about Kai and and his future or or why he skipped out on the Arnold, he, he completely danced around it. He was like, well, you know, I think we need to go back to the history of the Arnold Classic. And it's like, nobody fucking asked you about that. They ask you if you're, why you're not competing and are you going to compete again? Nobody asked you about the history of the Arnold. If they did, we would be listening, but nobody gives a shit. We ask you a direct question. You can't even answer that. And then it's like the show goes on, and and Friday night, literally, my wife came downstairs, and she was like, you're going to wake up Jackson. Like, why are you yelling at the television? And I'm like, literally, this guy is fucking pissing me off. I'm like, he, he all he says is, wow, okay, who's this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, it was driving me nuts. That was literally the three things that he would say the entire night. It it blew my mind. It's I, you know, he's going into acting and all these you know different things outside of bodybuilding, and you know he wants to do commercials and you know be a director and and all of this stuff. But it's like if you can't be real, if anyone wants to even, put money on that shit failing. Hit me up. Well, I'll bet you any amount of money you want that he that he fails in Hollywood. Well, yeah, but it's like if if you can't act in front of a camera, like you can't even talk about a sport that you've been in for how many years now. You can't, you know, open up dialogue and say, hey, you know, 
such and such, you know, look at the striated glutes or, you know, look at the separation here or so-and-so looks to be holding a little bit of water. Like there was nothing. And I got to be honest, I would almost rather at that point have no commentary and we'll just listen to the MC and the music and, and stuff like that. than than have to listen to that ever again in my life. Like generation iron, they did a great job with the production side of it. Like, um, you know, the, the live stream itself, but the commentary was was ridiculous. And I completely agree with what you said. I don't know if Flex was off talking to people, if Flex went to the bathroom, if Flex went and got some ice cream. I, I don't know what he did, but in, in the middle of the damn commentary, Kai's like, uh, so Flex, what do you think about, you know, Dallas? Dead silence. It's like, hello? You know, Kai Hello? kept <laughs> Kai kept trying to make a point and then just stopping, like like a deer in the headlights. Oh, like uh, on several occasions, he'd be like, you know, I remember what one bodybuilder told me once at the gym. <clears throat> he said, you know, on uh, you know, and then Flex would start talking, like to recover him. Flex would be like, oh man, look at this guy, look at his back, look at the lats. It's like he kept. It's like it's like he didn't know what he wanted to say. It was just so bad. It was just such a. I don't understand why. So like, we easily predicted this. It, it, this is not a. It's not a. It's not surprising. Like yeah, we're being negative. That that they're gonna say, oh, you're negative. But like, no. I mean, who liked that commentary? I mean, speak no, up. In all honesty, Kai would have been the perfect person to literally dissect every single athlete. He's been on stage with them. He knows what they look like. He knows firsthand what it's like to stand next to these guys. He could point out stuff that, you know, people that are in the industry watching it on television can't even really see on television. Like he could have brought the whole experience to the viewers and and he couldn't even do that with a sport that that he supposedly loves. That would be like a baseball announcer not doing the damn play by play. Like all you hear is and then you hear people running and then the crowd cheers and then like <laughs> like how fucking boring is that yeah like, but I the thing like... is the thing is like anyone who even knows kai green a little bit should know that that was never going to happen he was never going to give that i mean he could have and it would have been the greatest he should thing have. But, right of course but he should answer questions from the fans too and the media which he never ever ever has so like or still does, as you just pointed out earlier. Like, he... Like, Generation Iron should have known that. Like, we knew that. Everyone fucking knew that. Everyone knew that it was going to be a bullshit commentary where he just talked in circles and said said nothing. Like, he talked without actually saying anything. Like, he always does. We knew that was going to happen. So, why did they choose him? I mean, like, it's the Arnold Classic. Like, have some sort of... There has to be some sort of intelligent decision making when it comes to who's going to be the commentator for the Arnold Classic. I mean compare and contrast this to last year when you have Dave Palumbo, Chad Nichols, and Ben Pakulski. I mean it's like the it, talk about a fall from grace in commentating. Like last year was the best commentation we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, the best commentating we've ever had in a bodybuilding contest. And then it goes to this. It, not only was it dysfunctional like they didn't really they didn't really know what was going on it kept being 
you could hear things like it would go silent and you could hear people talking in the background about unrelated shit. Like, yeah, let's go we'll get up and, you know, and yeah, go over here. You know, like shit like that. Just like jargle. And then because they I guess they weren't mic'd up, but they thought that they weren't like they didn't actually have their mics on, but we could still hear them. That's what it sounded like. And then you had Flex disappearing every once in a while. Kai Green, Kai Green, it was like he was watching a fireworks show, you know, on LSD. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. He was watching a fireworks show. Uh, wow. Oh, man. Look at that. It's like, man, dude. It's like compared to last year when you had Chad and Dave and and, and Ben dissecting. And um, and also there was also um, Dan Solomon, of course. Like they, they dissected the, each competitor and talked about theories like, well, I think it's because he's loading on junk food. Well, I disagree, Dave. I don't think he's holding water. I think he's flat because this is happening to his skin. Like none of that, even a little bit came up. I, I just think, how do you, whoever orchestrated this commentary should not be allowed to orchestrate things such as that commentary. They don't have the bodybuilding knowledge to do a job like that. Whoever but that do they was. they not have a lineup? What do you mean? Because Kai, Kai didn't know anybody. Right. Like, on on Friday night, he was like. He, he was saying like the gentleman this? in the blue shorts. Like what? Or the blue trunks, you know? Yeah, he was. He and he was, was a- asking about. And, and here's the thing. And I talked to a couple people in the industry. And, and I don't I don't know what side is is the truth. But I couldn't believe that Kai is asking the question. Oh, okay. Well, here's so and so. You know, men's physique, and you know, do do they always wear these long shorts? Is that how it usually goes? Like Kai, you you've been in competitions. You've seen these guys backstage. Are you playing dumb, or are you trying to make a point that it's not really part of the sport? Like, like it's irrelevant to you. Like you're trying to dismiss that it even exists. Like I didn't understand. Like why why are you asking questions when you know damn well you should know the answer to it. I mean, he's a commentator. Nobody has more knowledge on a sport than a commentator generally. Because you need it. Not only do you need it, but you need to have it on hand in your mind. You can't just reference notes the whole time. It doesn't – because it's a continuous thing. There's no timeouts and shit in in commentary. So – and he just didn't know anything. I mean, I don't I don't blame him for not knowing this stuff. I mean, I understand that Kai is Kai. He's not watching bodybuilding and stuff. He obviously doesn't pay attention to the men's physique guys. I mean, he could care less. It's like that that's obvious. I don't have any problem with that. But I have a problem with him not remedying that at least temporarily for the for the webcast. I mean, at least fake it for one webcast. It was just a joke. I mean, it was so bad. Well, you should have brought somebody in from each of those divisions. Like, you could have brought somebody like Jason Poston in to talk about men's physique. Um, who who was there when they were doing the um, women's fitness and, and all that stuff? Uh, Trish Warren? Was she actually sitting I there? I heard or Trish was Warren only... here or there. Then I heard another female voice that I never heard announced. So I don't know. Yeah, um, I couldn't figure that one out either. I, I mean, Trish Warren was better than both those guys, to be honest with you. Trish she Warren... didn't say that much. Trish Warren, when she spoke, was better than Flex and Kai, which is pretty sad. I mean, not, not, nothing against, you know, Trish Warren, but it's not like Trish Warren is a, a bodybuilding expert. I mean, maybe she is, and I, I just don't know it, but she's well, just – that's not what she does. She doesn't – Trish Warren is not a media person. 
But she got on this form of media that's one of the hardest forms, and she she was better than them. I mean, she didn't talk that much, but that's that's. I mean, you have Kai Green and Flex Wheeler there. So well, the uh, highlight of the night when they were when they were talking was in, when they were going back and forth between different types of physiques, and Flex was like. You know, it's kind of like apples and oranges, but, you know, I like apples and I like oranges. And then Kai goes, yeah, and I would throw in a grapefruit. I about spilled my water all over the place when he said that. Oh, my God. If anybody was listening to that and they didn't crack up laughing when Kai said that he would throw in a grapefruit, you, you check your pulse. I I almost had a stroke. I didn't even hear that. That really happened. Oh, you huh? missed that. Didn't I send you a text about that? No, I don't oh, think man. so. When I pick myself off of the floor, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! I hope everybody heard that. It was the most hilarious thing ever, and the timing was perfect. Like the commentary sucked, and like I was like phasing out of it completely. And they were talking about different physiques and apples and oranges and flexes. Like, but I like both. And then Kai talked about a grapefruit. I lost it. Interesting. I did not even notice that. Wow. That's a. Uh, that's kind of shocking. I, I I give Kai big props for that. Um, and you know he was making fun of himself. Oh yeah, but... which I think is like being able to make fun of yourself is probably very 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 high on the positive personality traits in my but book. See... Like top three, being able to make fun of yourself is like the highest. It just it just gives you so much power. But I mean, uh, but I didn't even. That's what pisses I didn't me know. off. Like. The fact that he could add some humor and, you know, at, at least show some type of personality for the commentary, it pisses me off because you could have added that throughout this whole commentary. Like, like this is your sport. You know the ins and outs of this. Like, you could have made this the greatest production of any, you know, Arnold uh, live stream ever, but you didn't do anything. And then you open up finally when you're talking about fruit. Like, are, are you kidding me? Like, do you know fruit better than you know bodybuilding? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> he does. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I just – don't do that again, Generation Iron. If anyone out there who knows them or can talk to them, don't do that again. Christ almighty. People may not say it to your face, but that was terrible. It was downright terrible. I don't know. I can't even think of a second worst. It was like not even – I mean, back when it was Dan and Bob – it was great. I mean, Bob in particular was great at being uh, a commentator. I mean, I would have Bob on there every year if I could have a if I could have a, my any crew to commentate the Olympia. Bob would be one of the people, you know. Uh, so I I wouldn't mind Bob. Bob and anyone really would be good in my book. Uh, like Dave Plumbo's okay, you know the the rest of the guys. But I feel like Bob has less of a vested interest in particular athletes. Um, like every single time the 212 is on, Dave's like, I have Jose winning. Like Jose was not close to winning. His waist looked really wide and he just wasn't yeah. – Jose was not going to win that show. Next to David Henry, come on. There would have been riots. That's insane. Just because he has slightly better legs but he looks like a – I mean, come on. I like Jose Raymond but that, that you just can't have a waist like that and beat those guys. With the first thing Dave Plumbo said on the play-by-play, -play, I have Jose winning. Like, come on. It's because, you know, Chris and Jose and everything. But other than that, I mean, yeah, like I said, Bob is Bob is the bomb at that. Uh, but I just, uh, I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen again. But, like, luckily we have Cedric McMillan in our industry. 
uh, a person who can actually has such charisma and personality that he can offset the duds of, of the industry like Kai Green. Um, and in this case, Flex Wheeler, which isn't always the case. Um, but yeah, I think uh, obviously going into the show, we had this 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 thought that it was a weak show and it was because it was a weak lineup and it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be that exciting. And I, I haven't been I, I was telling you off the air, I haven't been uh, I, I haven't been so unexcited for a show of this caliber and since I started since I started watching bodybuilding um there's no doubt about it this is the least excited I've ever been for Arnold I was literally home with not that much to do when the prejudging was on for the 212 and I just didn't even watch it I didn't even know it was going on and then I found out later that day I'm like oh this is on at two o'clock I could have watched it and uh I didn't even it didn't even you know I didn't even care but where I mean Five years ago, if I missed the 212 prejudging, and if there was a, yeah, there was a 212 five years ago, and uh, I, I would have been like distraught, you know, like what the hell. But uh, that said, just because of Cedric McMillan, he single-handedly made this what was a weak, it was a weak lineup, it was a weak show. I don't think Dallas McCarver looked that good. I don't no. think this Dallas McCarver beats anybody really. I mean, I don't think he beats any of the big names. I mean, if I just don't see it, I don't, people say it was close. I don't think it was close at all. I don't think, I do not think it was close. I don't think, I don't think Cedric lost to Dallas in any aspect of bodybuilding. Uh, but anyways, that's for, for a later discussion. I, I, but we're talking about Cedric's effect on the show, just with his charisma and his final speech, his speech was great and it was actually genuine. It was very good. Um, it got all the guys involved and the way that he interviewed Arnold and made Arnold hit a pose. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine like the idea of last year, Arnold was like calling out the competitor. Like, what do you think that you, uh, Cedric had the better body, but you were the better bozo. What do you think about that? It's like, and then Kai green, like bites his lip, like great asshole. And then the year before that you had, uh, you know, the the Dexter Jackson interview, man, I've been training for a long time. I watch your movies and blah, blah, blah. And can you imagine it? Like the idea of Cedric going up there and getting Arnold to hit a twisting back double is like before this happened was not realistic. You, you'd say, no, Arnold's not going to do a twisting back double in his suit on stage. It's just not, it doesn't make sense. It's like, it's not going to happen, you know? Uh, but he got it to happen and almost like you almost expected it because Cedric is so good at that sort of thing. He's such a good like entertainer and uh, just speaker, I guess. He's so good at um, relating to everyone and making you interested in what he's saying. And I, I just thought at the end of this lackluster Arnold, you have this grand finale that uh, is Cedric McMillan and his speech and his antics. And I just think we just talked about Kai Green. I just feel like Kai Green, Cedric is what everyone wants Kai Green to be. Everyone thinks and wants Kai Green is what Cedric actually is. People just don't know it. If you want a guy on commercials or in Hollywood or on commentary or anywhere to get bodybuilding more popular, it's Cedric McMillan. It's not Kai Green. Kai Green's the last person. I can't think of a pro I'd put behind Kai Green. To, to, to do that, to, to play that role. 
the the role of getting us out there, being more mainstream, so on and so forth. That guy is Cedric McMillan all the way. Cedric is, I mean, think about it. No other bodybuilder could have ever pulled that off, what he did. Because you know why? If, let's say, Steve Kuklo tried to do that, <laughs> he wouldn't be funny enough. It, it just wouldn't work. He, he doesn't have the charisma to do it. Or Juan Morrell. There's no way. It'd be too awkward. But Cedric did it perfectly and captivated everyone. Like, that's the type of person who could be in Hollywood, who could be, you know, in politics or something, you know, whatever. He's like, he could transcend the sport. Cedric has the ability to become bigger than our little sport. He's that type of talented, gifted dude when it comes to talking to people and, like, and captivating people, just like Arnold was. And those are the type of athletes that make sports popular. You had Michael Jordan, uh, Tiger Woods. You know, these people were people who, and Arnold, obviously, people who became popular enough as an individual to greatly increase the popularity of the sport. Like, increase it by multiple times. Like, I mean, we may never see a, we may, ne we may never see a viewership of golf like we did during the Tiger Woods years, you know, 2002, 2003, it may never happen in our lives just because of that one individual. And it's the same with, uh, Michael Jordan, but that, that type of, it spiked so hard with him because now all of a sudden everyone wanted to watch Michael Jordan, not just basketball players, the way all basketball players want to watch Kevin Durant, but nobody else even knows who he is with Michael. Everyone knew who he was. So everyone wanted to watch him. And the same with Tiger Woods. Everyone knew who Tiger was. It, it didn't matter that you were into golf or you weren't into golf. It was interesting to watch Tiger Woods because he was Tiger Woods. And he was so entertaining and captivating. I think Arnold can be, or not Arnold, I think Cedric, a Freudian slip. I think Cedric can be that guy. The guy who more people know about him than know about bodybuilding. And he's competing, so they want to come see shows. You know, I, I could totally see Cedric. You I mean how could Cedric not be successful in Hollywood? I mean, don't don't you think? I don't, maybe I'm like delusional, but Matt, don't you think that Cedric is like a shoe in for Hollywood? The way that he can captivate and like wield people on camera. I I totally agree, and in fact, I think Cedric winning the Arnold is is really going to push him to the forefront of the sport as an ambassador that hopefully they'll do more with in the future and down the road and, and really blow him up to, to almost be like Ronnie back in the day. Like everyone idolized this guy and I can totally see Cedric filling that role. I mean, he, he brought life back into the sport in my opinion with what he did at the Arnold, you know, and, and everything that he did is what this sport needs. It needs that, fun, entertaining, not so serious, you know, all the drama and, and all of that BS. I mean, during his posing routine, Arnold snapping a selfie, he stops in the middle of his routine. Now, in the Arnold, you're being judged on your posing routine. And he stopped to go mess with Arnold, give him bunny ears, pat him on the head, and then, you know, told Arnold to wait a second, and he hit a pose so that Arnold could take a selfie with, you know, his face, with Cedric in the background. And then the whole interview, like we talked about earlier, how he kind of flipped the script and was like, so, you know, how long did you, 
you know, I have to prepare for the for this contest and blah, blah, blah. And like going through the whole thing. And then at the very end, when Arnold was trying to get a selfie again, he jokingly walked up behind Arnold <laughs> and, and was like, like almost like humping his butt. I was cracking <laughs> up, you know, I, you know. In a world that everyone is so damn serious, if you can't laugh about that, that you have this big, gigantic, you know, almost 300-pound guy standing behind Arnold, acting like he's humping him, I mean, <laughs> it was yeah, I, mean, I love that. It's, I love it's that. what this industry needs. It's what the sport needs. And you know what? I hate to say it, but with the performance that Cedric had and as entertaining as he was, you know, his posing – Everything that he did in his interview, um, even his his post show interviews, like with um, Dave Palumbo and, and everybody else, he was funny, he was lighthearted, but he was like so genuine, like you said earlier, with everything that he said. The fact that he brought everybody up and he was like, "Look, you know, while it's an individual sport, it's all about us. You know, all these guys on stage, like." We help each other out. We're friends. Yes, we're competing against each other, but you know, it's not it's not what people think. He's like, these are my buddies, these are my bros, these are my brothers, and he was going through. And that was so cool to see because everybody else, all the past winners, it was all about me, 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 me. I did this, I won the show, I did this. And Cedric wanted to bring everybody up and share the moment. And that to me was awesome. I I wholeheartedly think that Cedric is you know, the new ambassador of the sport. He's exactly what we need. And and I'll be honest, I will follow any show that, that he goes in and win, lose, or draw. I, I will be a fan of his until the day that he retires. Yeah, I agree. I mean, imagine Cedric, if, if the IFPB were smart or whoever, I mean, it's mostly the IFPB, I guess. If, if the, we need to get Cedric on Oprah, or Conan, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about of all the top bodybuilders, if they were to go to on Conan or any of the late night shows, like the Jimmy Kimball or uh, or Oprah, any of those shows, and talk about bodybuilding and life and stuff. Of all the top bodybuilders, it's not even close. I mean, there is no contest. You take Cedric McMillan. I'd rather Cedric be on there once. Than all than everyone else in the top ten be on there once. Like, I would take that one interview over over those other nine any day of the week. If just Cedric went on, it would do more for our sport than all of the other top nine at the Olympia going on a single time. It's it, it, and I don't think it'd be close either. I think Cedric on a huge TV show like that for millions to see who don't care about bodybuilding would do. And I'll, it would do an unusually good job at not only making bodybuilder bodybuilding more recognized, but more importantly, lowering that the stereotype of bodybuilders being dumb muscleheads. I just think be, that's that's a bigger issue than whether or not our industry, like the the whole like. Um, discrimination type thing that goes on when you're talking about big muscular men and how they're dumb and this and that, like that would be greatly. I think it would, I think you could maybe actually like it it would, it would become obvious in society given a few months after that interview that that was the case. Uh, I mean, people would ask about him. I don't know. I just think 
he's the kind of guy that we need out there. Um, because he's not going to get out there the way that Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods did. He's not going to get out there by winning championships and, and automatically being on those shows. It, something else, he needs an agent or something to get him out there. Um, which he would probably never do, which is kind of a travesty because he doesn't seem like he doesn't like the spotlight, the spotlight on him. But it's kind of a travesty for our sport because he he's that guy. I mean, imagine Sean Roden up there on Conan. Imagine Phil Heath on Conan. Phil Heath would be yeah okay, but Phil Heath would not be good by any stretch of the imagination. Imagine you know Dennis Wolf up there, disaster. <laughs> Ruley, disaster. Dallas McCarver. Pretty much a disaster. I mean, who Juan Morel would be a disaster. They'd all be a fucking disaster, every one of them. And then you have Cedric, who would be damn near perfect. I can't think of one single... Can you think of a single bodybuilder, Matt, in history besides Arnold who would be better on a Conan or Oprah interview for our sport than Cedric? I can't think of one person. Nah, as you were talking, I was even trying to Jay play Cutler. it out who, who I would think yeah, of. Even, even Jay, Jay's Jay can not be close. funny, but he's he's very dry. Yeah, he would not even people would turn that shit off. I don't I don't think it's even close. I, I can't even think of a second place. I mean I mean I said I, I had a lot of respect for Evan, but Evan is no way. I mean, I think Lee Priest would be high on the list, but Lee Priest would not be close to Cedric. I mean, I think Lee Priest would be real and he's very humble and they're actually kind of a lot alike, but is in regards to their like selflessness. But, uh, I, I don't, I can't think of anyone who'd even be close to Cedric McMillan in that type of situation. And that's really what we need to be more popular. It's not going to, the sport itself is not going to make itself more popular, especially with the industry killing bodybuilding in lieu of more entry fee money. Um, I think Cedric is. I think I don't know. I I just think Cedric is a is way more of a, a boss than people think, well, uh, and he has think way more it, power too. But let's think about it. Like you think about every sport that's out there, and to some extent, there's advertising and marketing and and everything going on for every other every other sport. There's nothing for bodybuilding. Like the IFBB could take Cedric and literally blow up the sport using his image and his personality and his charisma and and you know just let him speak and talk and you know put him up and joke around and throw stuff on YouTube put stuff on posters i mean they need to do something i mean if if they weren't watching the arnold and seeing dollar signs every time cedric was on stage th- then they they missed the boat like there's there's no future for the IFBB. I mean, you're looking at a guy that you can make a ton of money off of, that you can bring in more people to the sport than ever. I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie was a jokester and everybody said, oh, you know, you got this, this big gigantic guy with this little tiny five-year-old voice, you know, but you know, he's a cop and all this other stuff, but nope, nobody is like Cedric. I, I can't think Ronnie of anybody. Ronnie was a circus freak. I mean, let's be honest. Even when he was on Conan or whatever fucking show he was on, he was a circus freak. Yeah, but that's they, what I mean. I mean like he wasn't ever even when he was even when they said, Oh, he was a cop, like he's a real person. No, no, no. He was a cop as a fucking circus freak. Like it's not like Cedric. Cedric is someone that people would genuinely like as a as a person and, and think like they wanna I don't know. I just he's different. He's he's no, way but different you, than you all those. You just guys. said it. 
you just said it. People can relate more with Cedric because he's real, because he's humble, because he can joke and he's around. right. He's right yeah. about what he says. It's very hard. I mean, obviously, right and wrong is it's whatever. But I just think the things that he says are very hard to refute. Like, who who says Cedric is wrong about something he says? You know, it's like pretty basic, like moral stuff. It's like basic. It's like the things you would read in a in a Dr. Seuss book, or not Dr. Seuss. But you know what I'm saying? Like things in a preschool book, like basic moral lessons. But they're they're presented in this hilarious, intricate way. So that I don't know, you know, it, it's like he seems like he's always correct as well. He's not just spewing bullshit. Right. I mean, I think the IFBB missed the boat a while ago with this guy. When when I saw the interview that that he and Chris Aceto did, and and they were going back and forth, and they switched roles, and and Cedric interviewed Chris as if he was Cedric. And Chris responded <laughs> back to um, Cedric as if he was Aceto. And they were going back and forth. And he was like, oh, yeah, I know I know they're probably going to be blaming the coach. You know, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think your coach did everything? And like just everything that he's done so far, like that, that I've seen, I've been impressed with. I think he's hilarious. I, I think he's definitely the future of bodybuilding at this point. I, I don't even care if Phil wins, you know five more Olympias or however many he feels that he's going to win before he retires. Uh, Cedric can come in first or fifth and, and I will still choose Cedric in terms of who I would rather follow over any of those guys at the Olympia. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, another thing I was thinking about when I was watching it um, was he grabbed, I mean, you got to understand you've been to the Arnold that night show, man, you're in front of a lot of people. I mean, that, that auditorium is huge. The lights are crazy. It's a big old production with, I mean, how many seats do you think are in there? There's there's thousands of seats in there. I mean, it's a big old, you know, venue. Yeah. And he grabs the mic in front of everyone with the spotlight on him and starts, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger's standing there. People have to understand, Cedric McMillan, I mean... There's no one he reveres more in the world probably than Cedric, besides maybe his own mother, than than Arnold. Like Arnold is his everything, you know, as far as celebrities go. So you have the nerve-wracking factor of Arnold being there right next to you, which is not like he's used to that. Like don't think that oh Arnold's a bit or or Cedric's a big name. He he's not freaked out by Arnold. It's like yeah, well anyone any pro is freaked out by Arnold's presence. Let me. Trust me, you hear it all the time. If you listen, if you listen between the lines, you hear people talking about how, how intimidating it is to be around Arnold. And this is everybody. Um, and, and so not only do you have that, but you have this massive crowd I just spoke of staring you like staring at you, waiting for you to do something. And on top of all that, he grabs the mic for himself and doesn't show any sign of nervousness. At all, I was watching him, and you would you would never know. He, I'm sure he was very nervous, but you would never know it. He acted totally like Cedric. He acted like he does with Dave. He acted like he does without, like on every. You know, what I'm, he, there was no. It's like the opposite of Kai Green, the opposite of Kai Green. He was the same Cedric. He would be in his backyard mowing the lawn, 
and it was and he wasn't he didn't seem nervous at all it was amazing i just cuz i'm trying to put myself in his position and be like to not stutter to not like be shake visibly distraught with the situation i mean he was totally fine none of those other guys could have done that no way not jay cutler not joking around up there and stuff i mean it was incredible he he's he has that that he, I, I just think he has Hollywood written all over him. Like, how do you put him in, like, a teen movie on a funny, like, diesel muscular man? Like, how does that not work out? All you got to do is tell him to be Cedric. He doesn't have to act at all. <laughs> like, just be yourself and and react appropriately how you would to these characters. And it'd be hilarious, you know? But, I mean, it, it was really amazing. I didn't want to harp on it too much, but I just thought that uh, that should be recognized because – he saved this Arnold Classic, and I don't think anything was going to save bodybuilding necessarily. But if anything is, it's going to be Cedric McMillan, I'm telling you. The guy is a, a very, very special person in our industry, which we don't often get. Maybe twice ever in Cedric and Arnold, if it turns out that way. But, um, yeah, so we wanted to touch on the Arnold. I want you to bring us into the uh, muscular development RX thing. Just... Um, I think I've been talking too much, so I don't know how much you looked into that, but, uh, just let us know, just let everyone, in case nobody knows. Yeah. I mean, not, not everyone saw what took place, but apparently after, uh, the two twelve show and, and Askanani won, Dave apparently was standing with Ahmed Askanani and, and was basically saying, Hey, look, you know, we're going to get ourselves ready here. Let's do an interview, which he agreed to do. And Dave turns his back. Next thing you know, Sean Ray grabs Askinani and pulls him to the side and starts doing an interview for MD. So Dave turns around and sees this and was basically like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not going to let this go. So he walks over as Sean Ray is beginning his interview and, and Dave's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we had a deal. Like, we were interviewing him. You just took him for you know from us. What what's going on here? And Sean's like, no no no, he's he's not going to interview with you. And Dave's like, what do you mean he's not going to interview me? You know, interview with me. He he interviewed me with me three days ago. He interviewed with me you know a week ago, you know a month ago, and and all this different stuff. He's like, what do you mean all of a sudden he's not going to interview with me? And Sean's like, don't get yourself thrown out of here. And, and Dave's like, well, why would I get myself thrown out of here? I'm I'm asking you a question. And that was Sean, actually a Cito who said, "Don't get, don't get thrown out." Are you sure? I, yeah, I yeah. swore it was Sean Ray. I think Sean Ray said, "You're gonna get thrown out of here." Oh, but Aceto okay. also said, "Don't get thrown out of here." Like Aceto was thinking, if you get booted, because Dave was getting heated, and I, I think Aceto was looking out for like RX Muscle. He's like, "Don't yeah. get kicked out. Don't get kicked out." And then because when Dave said, "I'm not gonna get kicked out. I didn't do anything wrong," he was actually answering to a Cito because I watched it a second time and I noticed that but go ahead oh see I didn't Same I difference. didn't see that I saw what Sean said and and Palumbo's reaction I didn't even see a Cito say that but then all of a sudden you know Peter comes in and tells Dave the to, to it's about the athlete piss off and Dave's <laughs> like <laughs> first off I started laughing I'm like wow this old man's going see did you see the, going... did you see the 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 uh, RX muscle TV the latest one well, it's like an hour long with Cedric no, and John Romano. Uh uh-uh. uh. You have to watch it. It's hilarious. Listening to John Romano talk about <laughs> Peter McGuff 
come up to Dave in a drunken stupor, he calls it, in a drunken stupor, and say, piss off, piss off. It's so funny. You have to, and then Cedric comes on, and he's hilarious. I mean, just people, go watch RX Muscle, the, their post-Arnold show. It's it's heavy muscle radio, but it's it's uh, they do a video for it. Uh, like the recap. Yeah, and it's an hour and 20 minutes, totally worth it. They have Cedric on, and Cedric is hilarious he's he's he talks about they, they say it's kind of he they, he's like so cedric they they call you're known as a country guy right and he's like yeah hell yeah and he's like well they call dallas big country so what do you think about dallas and he starts talking about that movie um what's the movie uh with the with the young black kid that goes to the white family's like camp it's like coming out right now. You know what I'm talking about? He goes to like their camp and it's like a, they're like keeping him there. And it's just like a scary movie about like, about like racist, it's like racist old white people who like keep slaves up there or something. You don't know what I'm I, talking about. I, I heard about it. I don't, I don't even know the name of it. I can't think of the name, but he, he, he's like, I don't know, man. I don't think I'd go see Dales and his mama and daddy because he, he, he pretty close to a redneck in uh. I, I, it might be like that movie, and he and he mentions that movie. He's like, I might I might not ever get up out of there, you know. Like, <laughs> he, it's so like he pulls that out of his ass, and it sounds so fucking. He's obviously kidding, but it's just hilarious. Like that type of shit is exactly what like what we need. It's the opposite of Kai Green, you know. He's like he's pretty close to a redneck. I don't know. I I wouldn't be going up in his house. I might not, I might not make it out of there, you know. It was hilarious, but. But yeah. Anyways, you, anyways, because you you brought up Peter McGuff, the, go watch that because it's great. I mean, Cedric is great. John Romano is great. Now, I will say on the on the interview thing, in in MD's defense, I guess, which obviously I'm on RX RX's side. I mean, they have the numbers to back it up. I've been an, I've been an RX loyal for since day one. Even in their really really low law they had a couple of years ago, I was still on that site almost daily. But I mean. There, it does have to be put out there that there is no video video footage of what Dave is saying happened. So there's no video footage of Sean Ray breaking up the RX interview. The video starts with Dave walking over to where he allegedly pulled Ahmad, and um, he he you know Dave is just walking over there to confront him. There's no video. You didn't you didn't see any video footage of the actual breakup of the rx video and 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 uh sean pulling ahmad away have you no from my understanding is dave told them to put the camera on and under no circumstances turn it off yeah but what but dave's saying is before before the tape is rolling what started the whole thing is sean came over and Literally, physically, they were setting up for an interview. They set up the camera. They had everything set up for an interview. And Sean came and physically removed Ahmad Ashkenani from the RX interview and pulled him across like the back area to the R, to the to the to the uh, MD station to to interview with him. Um, now that seems outlandish to me that Sean would actually do that. Like, I don't. I think Dave is embellishing. I'm sure. But I mean, either way, I'm sure Sean did something. He like purposely was trying to get under Dave's skin. But I don't know. I think either way, this is probably good for both parties because they got way more hits than they normally would have, especially MD. Well, but I had a laugh when Sean was like, oh, "Get out of here, Dave! You and your ten viewers." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, 
did they really just say that? And I myself went back through YouTube and I looked at all of the prior YouTube uh, videos that both MD and RX put up and I went line by line and RX just annihilated them. Of course. And it's not like, it's not like Sean doesn't know that. Like, why would you put your foot in your mouth? Like you, you know, damn well that RX has more viewers than you guys do. I mean, there's no, I, I there's no question in my mind that Sean is aware of that. No question. So for him to say that is just like totally putting his foot in his mouth. It's just insane. Uh, well, I'll be honest. There is one thing that Dave said that quite frankly, pissed me off. If, if you wanted to interview Ashkenani and you have every right to do that, the fact that he said that, oh, well, why don't you ask him? You know, we'll need a translator. That that rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I don't care where the dude is from. I don't care if he speaks English or doesn't speak English. If you want to have an interview with somebody, don't insult that you can't understand what they're saying, that you're going to need a translator. I thought I thought that was completely wrong of him to say that. And in the heat of the moment, he probably didn't even know that he said that. Well, he was doing it to like, I mean, I don't think he wasn't thinking about at that moment. He was thinking about, uh, you know, sticking one to Sean Ray, not about uh, Ashkenani, you know, and not about it as I didn't I didn't really see it like that. I didn't see it as but you're right. It was not thinking back on it. It was kind of out of line just because. Ashkenani was standing right there and it is kind of an implication that he can't speak good English but yeah you're being uh, disrespectful to the person who you want to interview which right. he doesn't have to take the interview if he doesn't want to talk to you uh, I, I thought, thought he was, was very more, disrespectful I thought he was I don't I don't I think I agree with you but I don't think the that was the intent at all I think he was trying to bash Sean Ray and kind of like call him a Basically calling him a liar, like, oh, you're gonna, you can, you're gonna translate, you can speak all the language, you know. He was basically like telling, he was basically accusing Sean of like being embellishing and bragging about nonsense that's not true, which is kind of true. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, I, I'll be interested to see if anything else comes of this, because um, you know damn well Sean Ray is gonna go to the top about this. I mean, there's no, obviously, that's Sean Ray. He's gonna try to get Dave Palumbo band and everything else so hopefully he does one of his stupid uh sean ray unleashed that show they have on our on a uh, muscular development it's terrible by the way um but he, he has this little show where he just talks to the camera and whatever um but he'll, he'll go above his pay grade but he's not getting paid right he might go <laughs> he might he might talk about that on there and i might actually listen but it's gonna be bullshit of course uh, but anyways, the show itself, um, was, was not the, the, the best. I thought, uh, I was telling you, um, off the air when David Henry came out for the prejudging, I was literally, I sounded like Kai green. I was at a loss for words when he turned around and pulled his elbows back. I was just, I could not believe the level of detail I was seeing. And that guy's physique. That was unbelievable. There are few physiques I've ever seen in my, you know, 12 years or whatever of, of, of watching bodybuilding frequently like that. I mean, that was like crazy. He looks like he just looked in. I don't even know how to describe it. He almost looked, he looks sinewy. 
so his back had so many lines and little like fans in it. It looked like Flex Wheeler's back at his absolute best and grainiest. Um, or, you know, hardest. That's what his back looked like. And then his abs were so tight and just ripped crazy granite. But not only that, but he was – he had this – I mean, David Henry has great roundness and muscle size and maturity. But not only did he have that, but he had the roundness and pop with un believable conditioning i just could not believe how conditioned he was i mean from the side his leg from the side was just splintering everywhere just crazy gnarly i mean i can't imagine being in the third row and seeing that in person it would have literally made your jaw hit the floor um i would have been even more speechless because i know i know from experience that that type of sinewy nasty detail is way, way more impressive in person than it is on a monitor, um, which is why guys like Branch Warren and Dorian Yates are way better in person than they are on, on video and pictures. But, I mean, that guy just blew me away. I wish he would have won. I thought he was better than Ashkenani, honestly, even though I predicted Ashkenani to win. Uh, he just got more width and everything. But, man, don't, don't count out David Henry because I just – just unbelievable. I thought he had he his physique impressed me more than anyone else in the entire show, uh, including Cedric. Although I thought Cedric was, <clears throat> I think Cedric people aren't mentioning his size. He was huge. Yeah. He. They said he was he what was, like twenty pounds heavier than he, he was. He was last bigger year? than Dallas McCarver on every shot. He was. I mean, I can't going into the show. If you had said me that, if you had told me that Cedric is going to look bigger, noticeably bigger than. Dallas on pretty much every shot, I would have called you crazy. He was taller, wider, thicker, everything. Like, remember the last show that Dallas did, or that Dallas won, rather? The show where he made everyone else look like a middleweight? It was uh, Michael Lockett and Brandon Curry. Remember that show? Yep. We covered it when I was in Connecticut uh, visiting my uh, sister. Yeah. I remember that. And um, we he... We, we were talking about how gigantic he was and how he made the other guys on stage look tiny. Well, now you got him. He's even – he's significantly bigger than that now. You have him standing next to Cedric, and he's smaller than Cedric. I mean, it's crazy if you think about it. His legs, because Cedric came in full and not quite as crisp, although his conditioning was great, his, his legs were like full and billowy. Nobody in their right mind would say Cedric's legs were weak at that show. Like they do most other shows. So, I mean, he impressed me a lot too. But, you know, back to the 212, I thought that's pretty much what I have to say. I was surprised that Charles Dixon was as low as he was in seventh. I, I mean, it was it is what it is. I predicted that Hide would fall off. Hide didn't place well at the Olympia. He's not a young bodybuilder anymore. And he has to be absolutely perfect to be in the running. And when you have to be absolutely perfect – you have the biggest chance of coming in and, and not doing well because being absolutely perfect is very hard. Like Cedric doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. Even David Henry and those guys don't have to be absolutely perfect to be in the mix. Hide does. So if he's not, if he's 90, if, if Hide is 97% at this point in his career, he's out of the top five. So that's what happened. He was flat, just didn't look good. Deflated, no back, um, you know. It is what well, I it think, is. But. I think a lot of people predicted that, though, with, with Hide. I mean, there was a controversy last year 
you know, between him and Jose. Um, I, I personally just looking at David Henry, I mean, I'm okay with Ashkenani winning. Um, I mean, he had a great physique. Did I think David looked a little better in, in my eyes, in my opinion? Yes. But I mean, there was, there was really nothing in top five or top six of, um, the two twelve that, that I would be like, Oh, like what's going on here? I mean, every, everyone pretty much fell in line to, to where I, I saw them personally. I mean, guy, guy looked good, but it's, it's tough going up against Jose and David and, Obviously, Ashkenani's a you know the new freak. It's the, you know the new thing is going to be between him and Flex. So it's going to be interesting, especially come Olympia time. You know how how much more size and conditioning can can Ashkenani dial in before he he goes head to head with Flex? Right. I don't. I wasn't a big fan of uh, Ashkenani's uh, legs. They're like I don't know if it was. They're just odd to me. It looks like a lack of separation, and yes. but like there's like a lot of a lot of vascularity, but no separation. I just didn't like his legs. I think if you asked a hundred random people who's better and showed them all the poses, I think 99 random people say David Henry. To be honest with you, uh, I just don't see. I just feel like if you're gonna put Ashkenani in head of David Henry, it's almost like saying that size is by far the most important factor. It's as if size is 70% of the equation because in every other thing, David Henry wins. I mean, David Henry was in better condition by a little bit, uh, but it looked like more, it looked like he was in better condition than he even was uh, because of his body and his age and his refinement. If you go for like flow and shape, I mean, David Henry kills him. Come on. If you go for posing, David Henry kills him. So David Henry kills him everywhere except size. So how do you win? Just And he's not that much bigger than David Henry. David Henry is no small guy. Uh, I just think David Henry should win because of that. But it is what it is. It was a good show. The The 212, because the guys are so much more animated. Were, also, I think, I, I think uh, Guy Cicernino was insane. I yeah, thought he, he was good. so good. He was sweating, which washed him out a little bit. He was wiping himself off the whole show, which did it washed out his physique a little bit. But he was on he medicine. He was awesome. That's why he, he was sweating. Yeah, he was. He was what? Uh, he he was taking medicine. He I forget. Oh what yeah, he yeah. Was, he was what he was, he was on doing. But he got, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he got welts or something from the from the tan, I guess. Yeah. Yes, he was on prednisone. So yeah, he. Uh, that, that, that makes sense. But, for, man, he was great. That back double buy, I'm looking at all the back double buys. I pause it when I really want to look at something because you can't – I don't know how they judge them in, like, the four seconds. I'll pause it when they're all – when they've all nailed it, I'll pause it. And you look across and try not to – I do this thing where I just look at their bodies and try not to – try not to think about who's who, right? Like, you're only looking at the body. You're not – you're trying not to – you're trying to – take the man out of it as much as possible and i'm like holy shit and that was and it was guy Cicernino that i was holy shitting at um he was very very good and uh, i thought he could have beat jose raymond i just think jose raymond is i mean at this show if you put him on the scale and then tested his body fat he's probably the best he's ever been you know but his waist was not okay i mean if you look at just the poses when they're in poses 
you might be able to give him the win or give him a higher play placing. But it's not just the poses. It's the transitions, too. You're always up there. And if you count the transitions and the relaxed, the relaxed state and stuff, he loses. He's got way – his stomach is way too wide and large for him to beat these guys. It's just that how I feel about it. Uh, so I wouldn't even have been – I wouldn't have been upset if uh, Guy Cicernino was a spot higher. But um, in regards to the Open, I think Michael Lockett should have been higher, to be honest with you. Michael Lockett looked insane. Insane. I mean, he looked, he almost had the same David Henry effect. I mean, the amount of striated, fatless tissue on that kid's body is just insane. Those calves and quads and the. The leg from the side is just, I mean, he looks, he's got animal muscle. He looks like a horse that you juiced up and <laughs> shaved. It's like, what the hell is going, like, I mean, I don't know. That, that kid is insane to me. The only thing is he has an extremely weak back. He needs to go to Metroflex and train back with Branch Warren for the next two years. Because if he brings that back up, he can stand next to anybody. The guy is a beast. Just and it's, the way his muscle looks, he's just unbelievable. He's awe-inspiring to me. And I think he could have been a lot higher than the what he was eighth or something he ended up. I just think uh, he was better than that. Um, what was he? Yeah. Seventh. I don't I don't see how Fuad beats him. Fuad's no. bigger. I don't like his midsection. Yeah, I just I don't I don't understand that at all. Juan Morel, like I don't think even Juan decided. I'm a huge Juan fan. He was off. He he had a roll of skin on his lower back. You could see in his back poses, not like Juan Morel. His, well, let's let's I mean, talk about Juan for a second. His I, his his arms look like I mean they look like sack like balloon sacks. His biceps they look totally artificial to me. They may not be, but they look totally like sacks of oil to me. And then you know his legs were. Which I kind of feared. His upper body was a little bigger, but not better. He wasn't in condition like he usually is. And his legs were even more down. Or at least they were no better, that's for sure. I I was so disappointed with Juan Morel. I I actually Likewise. thought that he was gonna be, you know, maybe third, fourth at you know, the worst. I mean, granted he got fifth, so he's not far from from what I thought. But taking a year off, I expected him to come into this show and just wow everybody. I I saw his progress pics. I saw, uh, you know, the videos he was posting in the gym. You know, his whole prep. Like everything seemed to be going well. Like he put on a whole bunch of size. And then when he got on stage and he lined up with everybody else, I was like, what the? Like what happened? Like you took an entire year off, but you don't look better than anybody else. Like I what what happened? I was so clueless and disappointed that I I don't know how he's going to do this year. I had high hopes for him taking a year off. I thought maybe he would dial it in a little bit more, you know, put on a little bit more muscle, which I think everybody predicted that he would in the offseason. But I thought he would have dialed it in a lot better and, and hit his conditioning, and he did not. No, not at all. Not at all. I was disappointed as well. I was actually quite surprised. Um, but, yeah, I uh, – I don't know. I don't. I don't have a big problem with many of the placings. Uh, what's his name? Max Charles. Max Char yeah, took the Ooh. words out of my mouth. Looked crazy. I mean, those abs. I mean, yeah, those abs are just something else. I mean, he 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 looked very very good. Now Max Charles, 
I mean, some of his his body is a little funky here and there. His like his front double is awkward. He doesn't hold his poses long enough. He has some issues. Um, he has some visual issues, but he was just granite hard. His legs were up a lot. I mean, he had he had weak legs too. Like if people don't remember, he had. The reason he wasn't good was weak legs. He was like yeah. almost like a Johnny Jackson back in the day. Yep. And all of a sudden now his legs are quite good. Deep separation, like, I mean, not bad at all. Um, I, I mean, I thought he looked great. He had he had a tiny waist. His waist was like, where did, it, where did his waist go? It literally looks like his quads got an inch bigger and his waist got an inch and a half smaller. Um, it, it, I thought he was great. People were saying, he, people were saying he lost muscle. To, to reach the, I mean, I, I, I totally disagree with that. Maybe he lost muscle, but he lost muscle. He lost the perfect amount of muscle because this is the best Max Charles I've ever seen. If you're comparing physiques and and you're not putting like the overall musculature into into the picture, I would have been okay putting Max ahead of Dallas. If if Max had the size of Cedric or Dallas and came in in the conditioning that he came in. I I don't know who could have beat him in that lineup other than Cedric. I I would have been okay having Dallas move to third and having Max bump up to to the second spot. I thought he was spot on. When he first came out, I was expecting, you know, kind of like what you just said, weaker legs, good conditioning, but nothing that would, you know, to write home about. But when he started posing, I was like, holy shit, like, what did this guy do in the offseason? I mean, he looked great. I, I have a feeling we're going to hear him a lot this year in shows and, and not just placing third. You know, I can see him doing some of the smaller shows and just winning them. Yeah. Easily. The only thing I don't like about Max, and I've always said this, um, I, I, I always call him Ernie Charles because – I mean, there is clear SEO use on his physique. Um, in his quads, there's clear SEO use. Or some sort of, um, what's that, escaline or whatever. Some some sort of inflammatory thing. is. It's an SEO either way. Uh, right. I think that's definitely going on. And that's part of the reason why his quads are better. I can just, I mean, you can see it. At the top of his quad, all of a sudden it's jutting out now. It's, I mean... That doesn't you don't you don't do a different angle of squats to get that to happen you know, but I will say he is great at using it because you didn't look up there and say oh you know you looked up there and said holy shit this guy is insane, um so I guess I can't really knock him for it uh, I don't like that type of look necessarily but he does it and it's obvious that he does it but it doesn't matter you know he's so good that it doesn't matter. Because he's, I don't know, he's that good. That That's how I feel about it. But I, I do want to point out, it's, it's obviously there. I don't not see it. I don't miss it. You can see it in his upper quad. You can see it in his delt. A lot of times his triceps are a little humpy. But everything else, just unbelievable. I think it's the best max I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. And from the front, he could have been, easily could have been second. No doubt about it. But he, I, was, I think, he was just crazy. I mean, when he was doing the most muscular, the, you know, ab and thigh, I, I was blown away. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, me too. And honestly, I feel the same way about Michael Lockett. I just, 
I was blown away by Michael Lockett. When he came out, I was – I mean, he just is very – and it, people were talking about how he, he lost size. To, I mean, I don't know what people are talking about. Like, I, I don't know if it was the RX guys or the or the MD guys. They're talking about how he lost muscle to get to, get to this condition. I'm like, I don't agree with that at all because I've never seen – I mean, Michael Lockett, one of his biggest issues is the leg discrepancy, you know? How he's got one leg that's good and one leg that's not good. But that was – it was almost remedied. It's almost gone. Who does that? I mean, when you have a – he had a massive leg injury at some point, you know, and he had to – and that's why he had the one small leg, his right leg. If you look at these shots, I mean, his legs have never looked this close, ever. I mean, this guy is an absolute freak of nature to be able to have that type of injury. And, no, I mean – if you go look at when he was an amateur, because I followed this guy since the very beginning because he was such an enigma, his one leg was way too small. Way It was it was half, literally it was half, his, his quad, specifically his quad, was literally half the size on the right as it was on the left. And now you can see a little discrepancy, but for the most part, you, you can't even tell. Um, his legs are huge insane separation giant calves everything is like perfect tight waist abs he just needs more back and if he gets more back the whole ifpb ifpb better look out because he's got huge calves insane like he looks like cement he almost looks like he almost has like branch warren conditioning with you know like a almost like a brandon curry fullness it's it's really a sight to behold it's just a matter of him uh bringing his back up because he's now, not he, he doesn't have enough back to hang with the to hang with the big boys did did he cramp up is that what happened yeah. during his posing yeah because i remember i'm watching and and i'm counting in my head about how long it is as i see him walking off and i'm going he's holding his calf so i don't know if he did something at the end but i'm like there's no way that he's done with his routine yet so that that probably hurt him. That pro- that's probably why he he didn't move up and and take sixth from Fouad. Um Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that as being a factor, but yeah, it could be. Because they're being they're being up. scored on on their posing, so that had to, you know, be thrown into the equation. So that might be yeah. why he he didn't place better. Yeah, he, he just, couldn't he couldn't finish I, it. I, I just I think he's so good. I mean, I'm looking at shots from the night show right now. It's just unbelievable. <clears throat> unbelievable. His waist is tiny. His waist, like down at the waist, like just above the glutes, is so small. He could probably fit his hands around it. I know Lee Priest used to do that. I would try to fit his hands around his waist. Got damn close too, but I don't know. I think the guy is insane. I really do. Uh, just, Just a crazy specimen all the way around. But yeah, that's that's how I thought about it. I don't really uh, have a lot of complaints. Like I said, it's not. I thought it went pretty well. I was I was disapp- I was disappointed. Juan Morel um, was not great. Uh, I thought maybe I was okay with it. I, I I will say. I mean, I guess we gotta talk about Dallas McCarver quick. Uh, I, I I was disappointed in Dallas McCarver. I didn't think he was gonna be as good as people set thought he was going to be, but I just don't see, I don't see Dallas getting much better than this. I don't know. I don't think there are things 
that are just wrong with his physique. Um, that I don't think. I think the only the only choice he has, like if he wants to win the Olympia, I feel like he has to just be three thirty on stage, and just do that type of thing. Because I don't think even at this, I mean, he clearly needs more muscle in certain places to move up, but his waist to me seems like it's already already too big. So are you really going to add that muscle where you need it without touching your waist size? You know, I just don't see, he's also, he was not conditioned at all for the, for the posing. He, he, he was sucking air a lot. He couldn't hold his poses long enough. I mean, it looked like a veteran and, a, and an amateur up there with him and Cedric. I just did not think it was close. Um, I don't know how you can make a case for it being close. How does he beat Cedric? I mean, conditioning is close. Cedric is bigger. Cedric has way better shape, better fullness, better lines, way better presentation. It's just all Cedric. Um, I think it was Cedric and everyone else. And I think Max and and uh, Charles were – or Max and uh, – Dallas were close, so um, I just don't think Dallas is. I think all the. I think the top two from the last several Arnolds would have beat Dallas. I mean, last year it was Cedric. That Cedric definitely would have beat this Dallas. The year before that, it was um, who was second? Branch Warren. That Branch Warren would have beat this Dallas, no doubt. Um, that Branch Warren may have won this show. No, probably not, but. And, and, you know, Dexter won that year. Dexter would have beat Dallas. They all would have beat Dallas, I think. I just don't think he's structurally that good. And his back still leaves a little bit to be desired. But um, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to, like, sound like a hater. But I don't know. I, I think that we may have prejudged Dallas McCarver's potential. I think he's kind of like an Evan. He's going to be in the discussion for the top 10, 6 at the, at the Olympia. And he's going to be in the discussion for the top three at the Arnold, but he's never going to be vying for those for at least the Olympia. I think he's going to be a guy where if he hits a weak Arnold, it could be his, but he's never going to be an Olympia, um, an Olympia front runner. Uh, I just don't see that in his body. I don't see that those types of genetics on his body. Well, know? I see him doing better than a lot of the people that we thought would, um, you know, be the new, you know, young blood, so to speak, in the industry, like Cody Montgomery and, and you know, guys like that coming in. Um, oh, shoot, the other guy's name literally just left me. Um, Cody Montgomery, who's the other? Steve? Th- no. Uh, the, the other super young kid. Uh, Dominic? No. Literally, he, he just left me. I, I, I see his face. It doesn't matter. But... I mean, I can see Dallas. I like you know, those games. <laughs> I, I, but I can see Dallas um, progressing and, and getting better. I mean, he is young, so I, I can see him, you know, doing bigger things. But his posing is is atrocious. I mean, we we kind of talked about that before, that he, he's, he's just way off on his posing. Uh, what he did at in Pittsburgh in front of Mannion, it almost translated right over into his posing on stage. He he wasn't conditioned. He yep. was out of breath. He he had to stop and you know resituate and hit the pose again. I mean, I I think he'll do better. I mean, he's he's got time to improve, but 
I would have thought that he would have worked on his posing and, and, you know, his overall endurance during, you know, when he's hitting the poses would have been a little bit better, but it, it hasn't so far. So that would probably be my one criticism of him. Obviously, his he wasn't completely dialed in, but since we saw the video of him three weeks out, I guess it kind of makes sense now. Um, you know, he, he could have been a little bit harder and, and a little bit more uh, conditioned, but I can't say yeah. too much about him. I I think he'll come back. I'm hoping that he'll fix some of the errors and work on his posing and, and his, his endurance and stuff, but we'll see. Yeah, I just want to say in regards to Dallas, like, don't get me wrong. He improved from his last showing, and he was super, super impressive. I'm just saying I don't think he's a, miss, a future Mr. Olympia like everyone thinks. I just – but this was the best he's ever been. He did make improvements. He did look a lot better, and uh, you got to give him props for that. And he's a—he's just unbelievable. But I just think this whole training with Chad, talking about Ronnie Coleman, people are just—I don't think he's that guy. I mean, if you think about it, Max—I mean, he—he he placed second at the Arnold, but it wasn't like a deep. It obviously, wasn't deep at all. You had Cedric, who I think smoked him, and then third place is Max Charles. Max Charles' best placing at the Arnold, I think, is 6th or 7th. So, I mean, you're not beating world beaters. You beat Max Charles, and you beat, you know, um, Juan Morel and these guys. It, it's not like uh, Fuad Abiyad. These guys are not Fuad's best place. at a. He, he placed second at a small show once to Branch Warren. The Dallas, I think it was one year. I mean, that's the, these guys aren't – a lot of them aren't even uh, – Top 10 Olympia guys. I don't think... Has Max Charles ever been in the top 10 of the Olympia? Like, uh, Dallas didn't no. beat anybody. You know what I mean? So, I just think... Uh, I just think... I think he was... Expo- exactly what I wrote in my free- preview article for Iron Mag. I thought he was going to be exposed next to guys like uh, Juan, which didn't end up being true, and Cedric. Because Cedric... Cedric exposed him. It's like, oh, you got all that size, big country. I got all that size and more, but I also have perfect aesthetics. Not perfect, but I also have great aesthetics, great muscle bellies, and flowing lines uh, to go with it. So you're not going to beat me. It's like, it's like the the five foot two point guard who's really good, and then the six foot nine point guard who's really good. You can be good all you want, but you don't have my gifts. You know, I you can't teach my the fact that I'm six nine and I can handle the ball like you and I can do everything you do, even though I'm six nine. You can't teach what Cedric has, um, and I think that's the issue there. He doesn't have the gifts that Cedric has, and without those types of gifts, you're not going to become Mr. Olympia. I mean, you could. It's it's obviously possible. I just think the 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 hype is is a little. A little overboard on him. Um, although he's improving and he's doing good. You brought up Cody Montgomery. I can't wait to see him compete again. Compton's I don't know. the other dude that I was going to say. I just thought. Compton. Of. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think uh, Compton I don't know about. Um, I think Compton has skinny man syndrome and it's going to kill him. Like I think he. I think I think Justin Compton looks in the mirror and sees a starving Ethiopian. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he has like. He talks about, oh, I was too flat on stage while his gut's hanging out. It's like, bro, like you're, you're the biggest guy on stage of too flat. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I think he has to get over that crap before he can really 
vie for any serious titles. But Cody Montgomery is going to be interesting because he's only like 5'7", five, 5'7 seven, five, seven I Like I said, he might be the new Branch Warren. We'll see. Um, so that's it. Uh, good show. The Arnold was – I thought I was – I enjoyed it. Um, Cedric made it great. Uh, I think his interview with Bob and um, Arnold – after the show was also great, uh, probably one of the maybe the most memorable ever as well, because uh, just because most of them aren't very memorable. And um, get, check out IronMagLabs.com, uh, IronMagResearch.com. That is where, there. Uh, that is how this show is supported, and a lot of other shows. All a lot of the content you saw this weekend was supported by IronMag. So you can go over there, use coupon code Jeff15, G-E-O-F-F-1-5 for 15% off at checkout at IronMag or IronMag Labs or IronMagResearch.com. And that coupon code will work at checkout. Um, That's all I got. I hope everyone had fun in Columbus. Uh, I'm kind of glad I wasn't there this year, to be honest, because it looked cold and crowded. Um, Not my favorite things. But uh, that's all I got. What do you have, Matt, for the last word? I got nada. It, it was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, if if you think we're way off on how we critique people, if you think that the the lineup should have been changed in any way, or you like the the live stream, you like the commentary, or maybe you didn't like it, let us know. We love we love to hear from you guys. Comment whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, any social media. If you comment on the actual, uh, you know, Iron Mag. Uh, ironmagazine.com you can go over there it'll be posted on there probably on Thursday which will be when you're listening to this but let us know your thoughts we'd love to hear from you guys ditto and with that we've come to the end of another episode of Central Bodybuilding I'm your host Jeff Roberts and my co-host Matt Wyke we will see you next week we are out